0: detroit strange welcome back to detroit strange
1: this podcast and that's alex over there
0: and that's jess sometimes we introduce
1: ourselves yeah when we think about it yeah i think i listened to a podcast this week where they do that and i was like we haven't done that in a while Maybe we should wear name tags. Ooh, oh, we used to have that name badge for your uh mic oh, yeah. shield. I don't know where it went. It was like an old
0: cubicle yeah. thing <laughs> that I had. Li- so like it was when I worked for an automotive company. I don't know how much of my work history I want to divulge. That's on right, yes. Yeah. But working in big corporate, I got a cu- like a cubicle slider thing. Nameplate, nameplate. That's what they're yeah, called.
1: That goes into the thing.
0: But I had nowhere to put it. So I had a nameplate, but nowhere to put it. So I just kind of like found some binder clips and push pins and did that I could.
1: Crafty. Yeah. Yeah. Make I'm your own all solutions. about
0: office MacGyvering. Oh, yeah. In my first office, there wasn't a coffee pot. So I managed to, but we had coffee grounds and filters, oh. <laughs> but no pots. But we had a hot water heater. So I was like, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. I think, have I told, I feel like I've told this story already.
1: I don't know this one.
0: I, so basically, I took two solo cups, and the first solo cup, I poked holes in the bottom, put the coffee filter mm. in, and then put the coffee grounds in the coffee filter. So you made a pour over. You made a. a I made sh- a, a, a really chamois,
1: cham- What is it? Camois? Camois? No.
0: V- v- pour just over. Nasty, like. <laughs> but this is solo Chamise? solo cups. Chemise, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, it didn't. It worked out okay. I like don't know why I didn't just like walk the literal. 12 steps to the coffee shop that was like across the street from our office but i was like nope i need to make it in the office well, apparently that costs money. that's true
1: those that's a payday friday treat not a every day right. sometimes
0: right because this was like my first job where i was like also living in downtown in arbor which is not cheap no uh, not i wasn't in downtown i was in Carytown but like right next to downtown.
1: Carrytown's expensive
0: yeah it was when i was then living there then and so i was kind of just like I was the only one in the office a lot. So I had to find ways to keep myself entertained. Well,
1: you like a challenge. You've got that engineer I brain of I'm going to really figure do. it out. And I, I I can appreciate that. I I love coming up with off the wall solutions yeah. to things. Oh, yeah. One time when I was young, this is high school, I was working at Target. Uh-huh. And we there was a bird that got in the store, but I was in the food area. Yeah. I made a trap out of our bread bin, which was just like a huge plastic box. And some sort of stick. It must have been a ruler or something like random and string. I literally tied string to this ruler. And yes, we put, you did. We cut up some bread and we put it under and we had our string. And I was like, we're going to catch this bird and be the target hero. Did you? No, not oh. even a little. Bit. It did. That actually, works better for ground animals. It did come and eat the bread. Oh, okay. But the whole pull on the thing didn't really work. Okay. And then by the time like we had like tugged hard enough or whatever, I think the bird had left. Got, yeah. yeah, it didn't. It uh, didn't work.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to like hunter gatherer. Think I can just kind of like this thing that I don't really need. Mm-hmm. I can kind of cobble together. Yeah,
1: I mean this was before I worked for the DNR, so like I didn't know about you know animal yeah. rescue at that yeah. point. No, I didn't learn that at the DNR either, but. <laughs> But I mean, you know, I learned how to clean toilets at the DNR and fire pits. So
0: (laughs) I learned how to clean toilets at my first job, too. One of my jobs, too. This wasn't my
1: first job, but this was my college job.
0: I learned how to clean toilets at a pool.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Which is not fun.
1: I learned how to like paint fences. I had the weirdest jobs when I worked at the DNR. One time I had to paint like a swing set with this like silver toxic paint. Oh god! Like very toxic, and then we also had to paint the grills. You know those grills that are just in the ground for people to use everywhere. We had to paint those one summer. Interesting. Like what do you? I don't know. We also painted the fence that summer, and then the next summer the fence got ripped out.
0: Oh dang! (laughs) Like by like on purpose or on oh on purpose? Okay.
1: Basically, there was a different main park. What are they called? I don't know. the the main park ranger. Yeah, but there's a position for that, but I can't remember.
0: Lieutenant of the park.
1: It's not no, and it makes me sad that I don't remember this. But yeah, like, to ask Jeff. I was there for, yeah, I was there for four years and we had three different supervisors, we'll call them. So every year there was like a new initiative, like, uh. <laughs> depending on who it was. So, yeah. Also, I had to scrape weeds out of a parking lot once in the cracks.
0: Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> we did that same with the pool. We had to clean the parking lot and like every once in a while you'd find a used condom. And that's just how it was. Oh, we found that's those in the fire gloves. pits.
1: Oh, yeah, I had to scoop the fire pits a lot.
0: Who is like, you know what's a great spot for this condom? The, the fire, fire pit. pit. A lot of people. You'd Gross. be surprised.
1: Fire pits have all sorts of things. They found like thongs. Oh, Um. from which, the
0: virgin they sacrificed the night before, obviously.
1: Yes, yes. And then condoms and I mean, tons of beer cans, but that's expected. Yeah. Lots of plates, you know, paper plates and stuff. There's a, a lot of expected things. But then like once in a while you find something you're like, all right.
0: Yeah, it's never a good day when you find a condom, no matter where you are. Like a used condom that like you had no idea where that came from. Like No, I don't want that. Right. Just take it find a trash people. Get out of here. Don't be trash, find one. Exactly.
1: No, 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 That's no. That's really
0: like new new motto, like smoking, you know like take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footprints. hmm Don't be trash, find one. hmm
1: Yeah. Followed by only you can prevent forest fires as well. Right. <laughs> Which don't, is still a really good one. Yeah. I stand behind it.
0: But I mean, there are the acts of God where like a lightning bolt comes down and psh, psh, fight like, but that's very, it's not a lot of times. It's just straight people having fucking gender reveal parties with fireworks because that needs to happen. <laughs> very necessity. <laughs> Someone needs oh, to yes. tell them. <laughs> I wonder if that child knows that it caused whatever that when that baby came out, they're like, when we've revealed your gender. We burned down half the state. <laughs> what a tale to tell. I hope the name child campfire, you know, or Smoky, or Smoky, yeah, <laughs> never forget.
1: <laughs> just be responsible, yeah, man, with things. So i I do want to talk about something right now that's yeah. not our usual thing, but i I'd, I'd feel
0: it's I feel like it's appropriate to talk about because it just happened. It's mm-hmm. a very sad and tragic event, and it it's close to home
1: yeah and you know when this comes out, it was just barely over a week ago, but the terrible tragedy that happened in Oxford yeah. just is heartbreaking beyond words. Mm-hmm. It affected somebody that i I care about very deeply. One of their family members was one of the the four victims. There's more victims obviously that are yeah. still in the hospital right now, and i I'm putting out all the good vibes you know, that I can yeah. for the them and their families. I think it's fair to take a second and just, I hate reducing it to putting out good vibes or love or Thoughts whatever you can yeah. to the families affected. And specifically, I really want to put my love out there to the family of Justin Schilling. And I do want to mention the, you know, the other, Fatalities as well. Yeah. Uh, Tate Meyer, Hannah, Saint Juliana, and Madison Baldwin. And you know, there's been a lot of really lovely things written and put out there, but it's it's hard to reduce these lives into you know just a few sentences here and there. And they were all so so much more. And I know people know that. And it's just important to recognize that stuff like this really. It shouldn't happen. Um, it, it's a it was a it's a tragic event, and like
0: unfortunately, it's not the first. And you know, we this country has a history of it, which is unfortunate. And it's just
1: all thoughts and prayers, as you put it, go out to you know the victims and their families and the community. That the, the community yeah. of Oxford has just really been beautiful. Watching all the the things that they're doing, and yeah. there's been a lot of uh, gatherings and things like that. And also, too, there is a lot of um, GoFundMes out Mm -hmm. there that for there's some general ones that are for basically to cover medical expenses and unfortunately funeral expenses Mm -hmm. uh, to help. And then there's individual ones, too. And I really suggest you go look those up and do what you can. And even just reading through some of the messages people have left on there is really nice and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And even beyond that, though, to anybody who is affected by it because it doesn't just affect those people in their family. It affects a whole community. It affects a whole network of people. It affects every child who was in that building at yeah. the time. It's not okay. And you know, a lot of it comes down to firearm laws and also the way that we still treat mental health. We've come a long way, but there's a long way to go mm-hmm. as far as offering mental health for Everybody it should be a universal thing that everybody has access to, mm. and it should be just part of the everyday. It should be part of something that that's life, and there should be more laws and legislation on firearms
0: there absolutely should, and that's like whenever this happens, it just frustrates me to no end because you see the statistics that like a majority of the population wants gun reform laws, yeah. But because of how much a role money plays in our politics and how deep the NRA's pockets are, it's just like, it just disheartens me so much that we're supposed to have this system where the people are supposed to have a voice and it just, it's overwritten by money of corporations and organizations like that. And just, uh, I just, it's just frustrating because we can look around the world to see how preventable all of this is. And the fact that we can't make any meaningful changes.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there are frustrating plenty of countries with way better examples of how, how to treat firearms and things like that. Uh, America's very bad about it. One thing I struggle with is feeling so small as an individual, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to things like legislation and things like that. Like, yes, I can vote a certain way and that's important. Yeah. Um, and yes, I can sign petitions and things and that's important. But I think the th- the, the main thing is, is we as a collective, have to be pushing those types of things forward and showing showing politicians and things like that that this is something that we need yeah done this is not a culture to live in no it's fucking hard for teenagers
0: oh yeah especially with all the technology in today's day and age i know we've talked about i don't know if on the show but just like being thankful we came up in the time we did because like like it was just starting when I was in high school. I know like all the social media stuff mm-hmm. and I feel for the kids these days because it's not good. It's, no, you know,
1: and honestly, I think talking about these things earlier with kids is, you know, it's yeah, it should be part of the practice. Yeah. It's just like learning anything else because it's such an impactful thing on daily life now. Yeah. In fact, it's probably a subject matter that's maybe even more important than some of like the core subject matters that we look at it, you know, in life. And yeah. not to diminish those ones, I'm not trying to get rid of them by any stretch of the imagination. But like, there's a lot of social education I think that needs to happen, and yeah. that covers a lot of areas, including things like social media. Yeah, and it again, I I go back to the like sometimes you feel so small because you're like, how do we change or overhaul
0: right? this
1: whole thing, but it, it's just, you do what you can when you can yeah. and look for ways. Look for people to talk to or people to write to. Definitely sign everything that you, yeah, any kind of petition you can. Research the people you're voting for. And this, I'm saying this as much for myself as anybody else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is not me standing on a soapbox. This is me looking in the mirror and yeah. saying like, we can do so much better. Absolutely. And we have to hold people accountable. Absolutely. Yeah. So, again, all of my love and support goes out to anybody affected by this mm-hmm. uh, any of the families, the community. And, you know, it spreads far, it affects a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And it maybe even a stranger, maybe somebody who had no connection whatsoever can be deeply affected. Yeah. And I don't love to start with a bummer uh, of any sort. Like I
0: said, it's something that's happening and it's local. It's, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's in our jurisdiction.
1: Yeah. So now. (laughs) Yeah. I never know how to transition away from something like that. Well, I've got something
0: kind of positive. Okay. There's this new show that came out called Queen of the Universe on Paramount+. Plus. And it's a drag singing competition. Oh, fun. Which like at first you're like, okay, they're on the drag trend, whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. But when you actually watch the show, it's just like a beautiful showcase. And I think I said something similar about *Legend*. It's a beautiful showcase of talent from people that you, like mainstream society wouldn't give two shits to. You okay, know? yeah. Like, one of the queens, like, actually kind of, like, had a little breakdown on that stage. because She's like, I just, I've never been celebrated. I thought this might be my time to be appreciated. Because they were very talented, a beautiful voice. But just, like, mm-hmm. the way they looked and sound, they weren't taken seriously anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a queen from India where drag is still oh. very taboo. And, like, he said, like, on the show that he's received many threats oh. for doing drag and like yeah. so it's just like this beautiful showcase from queens from around the world just mm-hmm. showcasing talent oh. and
1: what what uh network is it around on plus okay i don't know if you said this if you I, did i'm sorry
0: no you're good the hosts are fantastic too it's uh vanessa williams who i oh, love i yeah. love vanessa williams uh her trixie mattel another one i love yeah leona lewis and Michelle Visage. Okay. I'm not as familiar with Leona Lewis, but I love Michelle Passage. I love her one song, Bleed in Love. I like her. Yeah, no. Like I, mean, I, I
1: also not super familiar, but yeah. yeah same.
0: But so like so those four judges and just like feel good of these marginalized people showcasing a brilliant talent. Oh, I so,
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. The content that we can see now is yeah. so amazing because it can reach everywhere and it can showcase everywhere. And I think... There's so much more to the world than what yeah. we see in our our vision of it and our. We've existence. come a long way since Friends. Yes, I call
0: them out, but like Friends, a great show. But we all, looking back, no, they could have been a little better with diversity and some other. Oh, things. for sure. Absolutely. I mean, there's
1: looking back on any. should Tyler gonna...
0: can't carry the whole series by herself <laughs> as Ross's girlfriend for like a handful of episodes
1: like a half a season maybe at most. That's
0: a generous.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've, cause that was a later season too. And that was yeah. a later season. Yeah, So it wasn't even for a very long time. It can still be an entertaining show and I have oh, watched absolutely. it, but like, yeah, there's, there's so much more we can do and so much more that content and things like that can show us now. And yeah, it's really cool. And it's, I'm glad you found that show. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. No, really highly recommend
1: mm-hmm. on the, very antithesis Yes. <laughs> side of that. I, with roommate Lisa the other night, we had a binge watch night to just numb out the world type of thing. Absolutely. And she was like, I want really bad reality television. You got to do it every once in a while. And so we just, we, we looked around for a second and then we stumbled into Netflix. And the first thing that came up was Selling Sunset. Yep. And we watched a season and a half, which we did a weird. So we watched the newest season. We just dove in right into the newest season. Sometimes that's the way to do it. Watched all of that. And then it went back to season one, which was a really. And I would recommend to do it this way because it's really interesting to see. Honestly, I'm going to call it character development because there's such strong like characters of humans in the fourth one. Not everybody, but for some of them. And this is re- you know, quoting I know all reality shows are highly, you know, scripted right. and producers and da-da-da. But it it's very interesting to compare season, even the way it was shot, even okay. the camera, like the equipment, the camera's very different. It's very like smooth and soft and four. And in one, it's fine, but it almost looks like abrasive and harsh when you do when you go from season four to season one. The sound is different, like just everything's like you're like, oh, and it's interesting because there's some drama in season four. That you go back to season one and you see like people in season four interacting very differently in season one. Yeah. And that's interesting as crap to see. And if you're looking for that kind of just like trash. Yeah. Highly recommend if you just want a mind numbing kind of afternoon. Oh, yeah. Do that. I don't know if I can up. I might continue watching. We'll see if I need another that's yeah. I was gonna say, like like that. probably
0: like next time you need a whatever,
1: but like, yeah, yeah. But it was also, I mean, who knows? Maybe tonight when we're decorating our house for Christmas, that might end up on who yeah. knows. It's interesting though. And also just like the houses that they're selling change very drastically. Cause in the beginning of it, like in season one, they're selling and they're still really nice houses, but they're like, you know, 3.5 million.
0: Yeah.
1: And then like in the fourth season, they're like, well, in this $40 million house, and it's like. It's insane that those houses exist. Oh, I know. And I just, I can't fathom. I can't fathom it. And it's also interesting to see, like, who's buying them and selling yeah. them, and th- and they they don't they show that sometimes, uh, particularly when it's like a celeb of some sort. Yeah, that's not what the show's the show's focus is definitely about the realtors, but like. Yeah. It's a very interesting show.
0: I believe it. I do kind of love a real estate kind of show too, like of just like seeing other people's houses.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of them are absolutely gorgeous. And then you always sit there too, and you're like, "Would I want this house if I had expendable, you know, just right unimaginable income or whatever? Or would I want this one? You know, you kind of like I when I lived in LA, we used to drive down the 101 like through Malibu, and I'd always play a game of like, okay." by the end of this, we'll each know which house we're buying. Uh Kind of a thing where you're just like, ooh, is it that one? Is it that one? And not, I don't even think it's my dream to own a house like that. Yeah. But there is a fun factor of just like, if I'm just going to be completely, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. What is it going to be?
0: Do you have an answer for that? Because I like, I'm thinking about it now. Of Like, you know, like if I got like, because there's, like, different ways you can go big, fancy, and rich. Of like, oh, yeah. You can go, like, the ultra-modern, where it's just, like, a glass cube kind of thing. Yeah, I don't Or, like, that. you could be one of those people that goes and buys a fucking castle in Europe. And then, like, that's your home. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think for me, if I was going to have to do one of those, it would either be, like, like I said, like, just a random castle in the woods somewhere.
1: Oh, interesting. Or,
0: like, I do love that the... Like the golden age of Hollywood homes, where it's like, oh, this home was built in the Spanish Revival style Mm -hmm. for Grace Jones, or not Grace Jones, like Grace Kelly. That's the one I was looking
1: for. So, like, like terracotta. Yeah, just kind of like
0: built for old Hollywood kind Mm -hmm. of vibes. Those are those are always interesting to me.
1: I, I don't like the super modern. I like the I like a lot of natural light. Yeah, I do prefer that. I would love to have an a water view. At least it doesn't need to necessarily be on the beach. Cause sometimes like just having a view is nice too. As long yeah. as there's access. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't want it to fall in the ocean. So like, so not like Michigan. Yeah. No, no, we're thinking ocean. I'm thinking yes, ocean. Yes. Uh There's, n- th- I love the great lakes, but I love an ocean for sure. And Cause sometimes even just looking at water is just so peaceful. And I would, I wouldn't mind like some sort of like a moon roof, you know, like where you can walk up and be on the roof or some sort of like outdoors patio space. I definitely want a standalone tub
0: yes. <laughs> in this, Ugh.
1: in this dream dream sphere, a place for a lot of plants. That's why I want all the natural light. Cause I want to have like plants.
0: Ugh. And I, I like just it, want a conservatory, you know, I, yes. that's the room and clue I want.
1: I like an open concept too. Okay. I like where rooms kind of flow into each other, but I don't like it too modern. I don't want it like all glass. I, I kind of want like um, some wood and th- like more. War- I want warm things in there too.
0: I do always Maybe love when brick. they take an old building and modernize it. Like a little brick. Yeah. Oh, brick is nice. Oh, I love bricks. It's no work.
1: Never yeah. paint brick unless no, it looks real don't.
0: shitty. Don't yeah. paint it.
1: Cause then it's like trash for the next people too. Right, because yep. then it's like
0: you have because like once you paint the brick, you have to maintain the painting of the brick, mm-hmm. or take the paint off, which is a huge pain in the ass. Yeah,
1: I believe if I recall correctly, producer Patty in her her bedroom, there's like a brick, like fi- like fire shoot that runs through there, uh-huh. and it's painted, and it's tragic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's- at least inside it doesn't get as worn as quickly, but no,
1: but it's still. Something they have to look at.
0: I'm having a flashback to when I was um, walking around that Nicole Curtis flipped house with Nicole Curtis there. Oh, uh, did I ever tell you about this? No, I have no what
1: idea I, who that is.
0: She's a apparently an HGTV person. She has oh, a show okay. flipping Detroit houses or whatever.
1: Oh, I've, I knew there was a show about Detroit specifically, yeah. but I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know who she was
0: either, and I think that bothered her.
1: Okay, I want to say somebody I knew's family member was on that show.
0: Yeah. I wasn't like on the show or anything, but like I realized like you want to look at this Nicole Curtis house. I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah. But like she was there, and I remember there's a fireplace that was brick, and they like, that looks off. I'm like, she's like, yeah, the fireplace was painted, so I fixed it. I'm like, Are these fake bricks, and she's like, no, I would never use fake bricks. I'm like, okay, bitch, I don't know your life. Like, <laughs> she got real pressed when I insinuated that they were fake bricks. She's like, nope, I just cleaned them. I'm like, okay. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Just asking. Right. Actually, though, my aunt, they have fake brick on one of their walls. It's like, it's not red brick, though. It's like a black brick, but it's like a brick facade wall because she just always wanted brick. So she went brick facade. And brick facade facade is
0: fine. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like It's just kind of like how it all looks in the end. If it looks like. Yeah.
1: In her house, it makes sense. Like, she has a very, like, modern kind of aesthetic going through the house. And there, it matches the decor perfectly. Right. Yeah. I want I want a little dirty brick though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Uh yeah. So I don't like completely cold, but I do like a lot of natural lighting, if possible.
0: Yeah. And like I was just like with the whole yeah. modern thing. You don't want anything with in terms of interior decorating. Cause I was mm-hmm. just like like had a flashback to a book of it was just kind of like you don't want your house to look full like you also don't want your house to look full like, antique store. You need a no, somewhere yeah. between.
1: And that's what I I, I kind of like to go for. Yeah. I would also like an outdoor garden area, but not necessarily, well, I wouldn't mind growing, like, food, too, yeah. but, like, I think somewhere to sit and be amongst plants.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. why I'm kind of, like, just put me in a random spot in the forest.
1: Mm-hmm. See, I don't, I don't think, I love visiting the forest. Yeah. But I don't think I would want to be full-time in the same forest. That's fair. I totally w- You're would. You're into van life I right I want to do now. van life, yeah. I get it. I, would not mind just traveling and hiking and seeing trees all the time, but I wanted like go to new places and experience it all because I have a problem and just want to see everything. See, I want that
0: too, but I think for a living, I kind of ready to just like go off into the woods and become the eccentric gay man who's just kind of like always wearing a calf tan and just like these are my mushrooms, you know. Mm-hmm. Just
1: see, I want to be the eccentric been person, seen in in a van. person
0: in twelve years.
1: I want to th- see. I want to see people, but yeah. I want to throw. Not throw away, but I want to get rid of like a lot of stuff. Yeah, downsize and then just see all the shit. I love that for you. And make an adventure cat. I want to get a, a uh, cat, and I want to, you know, make them comfortable with being outside. And then I want to have an adventure cat and get one of those like stupid backpacks and like a leash and do the whole adventure cat thing. Very
0: pro adventure cat. I don't think Minerva's the cat for that, but we love Absolutely her as a house not. cat. <laughs> well. We're sipping on some. Dr- we do have drinks this week. We do I made it out of. Um, it's a squirt zero, some cranberry juice, and some vodka. So kind of a take on a on a Cape Cod, but
1: it's delicious.
0: Yeah, I. You know what? I've decided of like the citrus sodas. Mm-hmm. Fucking squirt is where it's at.
1: It's the only one I think I like. Like you know what? I mean? Like Seven Up's fine, but I won't drink a Seven Up.
0: It's a good mixer. Like this is the only one. I really am, Like really, I'm like, please just punch to drink on its own.
1: Yeah, I honestly, that one thing you make with 7-Up, the sangria, would be so good with squirt.
0: Yeah. I'm just
1: going to throw that out there. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to leave it for you. Okay. I don't dislike it with the 7-Up, but I think.
0: Yeah, it definitely, like, and that's one of those recipes that changes every time I make it. But, like, so maybe the change next time is squirt. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a try. But people came here for a story. We hope. Yeah. (laughs) And I've got a story for them and for you.
1: Okay, I'm excited.
0: I am too. I like this one. A lot of this comes from the Detroit Free Press. Excellent. Because they ran an article about Brightmore recently. Have oh. You, do you, have you heard of Brightmore? A little, but not... So it's a Detroit neighborhood. I wrote, it's a Detroit yeah. neighborhood with a dark past, but a hopefully bright future. Okay. So it's located, just for an idea of location, uh, it's on the... I think the west side, it's between Puritan Road to the north, the CSX Railway to the south, Evergreen to the east, and then Outer Drive to Costa Street and Telegraph to the west. Okay. So kind of like that area that can give you a little bit of an
1: Getting towards Dearborn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So the neighborhood itself turns 100 this spring, and that's kind of what prompted the Free Press oh. to run this article about...
1: Happy birthday, Brightmore.
0: Yes. So it's about the neighborhood and the skeezy salesman who started it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That person being Bert Eddie Taylor.
1: Wow. (laughs) What a name, right? He sounds
0: skeezy already. I don't
1: know how that's possible, but he really does.
0: Right. Like the only Bert I'll accept is Bert Reynolds. Bert Ernie. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, those are the two Mm -hmm. Berts, but Bert Eddie. He he did just go by B.E. Taylor. So. Okay. Refer to him from now on as either B.E. Taylor or just Taylor. Okay. So. He got a start in Metro Detroit in 1913 as a one-man sales operation. And his main work was in real estate and development.
1: I was going to say snake oil.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> so before he started Brightmoor, he had already developed and sold dozens of subdivisions on the city's west side. Uh, like some examples, Monmore, Strathmore. He had a thing for Moors. I don't really know why.
1: Interesting, because it's not his name.
0: Yeah, and, and it's just like M-O-O-R. Which makes me think that maybe like this was the early 1900s, so like Moorish from? architecture was kind of like,
1: that's in, what I was gonna say in it was, vogue, yeah.
0: So I'm like, maybe it's like, he was just playing off the Moor thing of that. Could but, be. Yeah, I don't know. I wrote, it was that time period where we just like to rip off other cultures for decor, so maybe that was mm-hmm. part of it.
1: I mean, that still happens sometimes.
0: It does, but it like was very much oh, a yeah. thing in the 20s where yeah. like. This theater, movie theater, Aztecs. This other theater, Egyptians.
1: It equaled like opulence. Like, look at how worldly and cultured we are that we appropriated this. Right. And now it's like, ooh, that's not how you do it. Yeah. Because you're doing it wrong. And no. Right.
0: But by 1920, so seven years later, Taylor was rich. Mm, okay. Like he had a mansion in Gross Point Farms, and in an said mm. mansion, he employed six servants. Wow. But he wasn't developing neighborhoods for people like him. Yes, the demographic he aimed to serve with Brightmoor was, quote, The man of moderate means who wants to have a home of his own. Was a quote from one of his newspaper ads. Dicking over others. Yes. Uh, His specific target was white people moving up from the South, which we'll get to more on that later. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Also, just more historical context, like early 1900s, obviously, this is when the auto industry started popping mm-hmm. off. So people were moving into the city. And not only were people moving to the city, but they are because cars and buses were becoming more prevalent. People were starting to live further from the city because it okay, was yeah, you less of a big deal. Get around. Yeah. And this was another point he made in the ad for the sub. Another quote. Automobiles and motor buses have so shortened distances that it is no longer necessary for a worker to live under the shadow of the smoke clouds of the place where he works.
1: It's almost like advertising. That is it's from an yeah. ad. Yeah. Oh, that's an ad. Yeah, it's from oh, an ad. Oh, okay. Then yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you don't have to live in the dirty slums where you work. Mm-hmm. You could live further away.
1: <laughs> also, in the dirty slums. Yeah. That sounds like. Well, is we'll where get it's there. going. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't treat it well. I'm not saying the people. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll get to the people. You can tell by my tone. Mm -hmm. This is not going to go to fun places, but we'll get there. Yeah. So it's now March 1922 and Taylor had just bought land outside the city limits. Like at the time it was outside. And this also meant that it was beyond the sewer system and streetcar lines. Mm hmm. So he did put in some amenities like a general store and a bus service called the Brightmore Motor Bus Line.
1: And a hole in the ground.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So this bus line would take residents from the neighborhood to a nearby streetcar stop so they could like access the network of streetcars.
1: I mean, that is important. Like, Yeah.
0: Oh, God. Imagine if that network still existed. Wouldn't that be nice?
1: I love looking up the streetcar pictures of Detroit. I saw some from like Hamtramck when I was doing the Campo episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh.
0: If only, if only. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor was a marketing powerhouse and seemed to always have a different ad out for the new development. Like kind of just was churning them out. Mm-hmm. So like I mentioned earlier, he really wanted to target the white people moving up from the South and rural white people. And he used selling points like a community without landlords, without noisy neighbors, and without dangerous traffic. And he also came up with like this bullshit story of like the settlement had been founded by eight pioneers who braved a snowstorm to set up housekeeping, which is like, You know, played into the whole manifest destiny kind of thing of Mm -hmm. like, come out to this
1: land and find your destiny. Mm -hmm. It's magical and will change your life. Yeah.
0: But that's not all. (laughs) This was a time in the city's history where many people of all kinds are moving to the city, including immigrants and black southerners, Mm -hmm. which Taylor decided to work into his ads, too. One read, quote, Brightmore people are home people. They are the right sort of neighbors. In Brightmoor, you have found again that warm friendly spirit you lost when you moved away from quote back home. So basically that warm friendly spirit he meant segregated neighborhoods. Yeah. And the ads only got worse from there. Oh no. Quote B E Taylor decided to develop a community where purchasers could be assured of English speaking neighbors together with a wholesome social life.
1: Um Yeah. Sir. Yep.
0: And unfortunately, again, this was a time in history where the law actually supported this kind of neighborhood segregation. Yeah. In nineteen twenty-six, the Supreme Court had a case called Corrigan versus Buckley, and this case established the right of private lot owners to restrict sales to Caucasian buyers.
1: We've definitely talked about it. Yeah, but it just
0: This is like kind of the other side. Cause I think with the last one, it was more um the Burwood, where it mm-hmm. was very much like right next to each other. This was kind of just like some nasty white oasis out in yeah. the desert. And by the desert I mean those roads I listed because at the time <laughs> it was a flat
1: a flat homeless field. Mhm. But it worked. I think Dearborn had been founded. So it it was almost like a flat field in the middle of two yeah, places. I yeah. think. No, that's probably right. Dearborn's been around. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: So this was just like when the time when the city was growing, so like it was fields, but it wasn't too far from the city, which is like one of the draws of it. But the development attracted large numbers of young, married, white, native-born American couples, Mm. as expected, Mm -hmm. with that kind of advertising. Mm -hmm. The Detroit Urban League, an organization of the time that helped black Southerners adjust to city life, were obviously like, what the fuck? Yeah. And a quote from Bernie Smith from the Detroit Urban League said, Poverty-stricken whites were led to quote think they were becoming aristocrats because they would go out where no Negroes could buy. Yeah, yeah, which is like basically was the the not so subtle advertising of this place. Oh yeah, we're gonna have the right sort of neighbors, you know.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, but these poor ignorant racists were in for rude awakening when they got to Breakmore. Okay. Because, like I said, Taylor was a gifted marketer, which meant he was good at slippery language, and I like this term from the Detroit Free Press, advertising sleight of hand. Oh. So, while the ads featured cozy-looking single-family homes with, like, trees in the backyard, Mm -hmm. they did clarify that the yard improvements were not included, but you know what else wasn't? Mm -hmm. The houses.
1: Oh, so it was just land?
0: Yeah. So people were just buying land.
1: So... they're in a different state. They buy land. They get here and there's like there's no house, basically.
0: Yeah. And like he was just like, well, you don't want a landlord, do you? Like you don't want to have to pay rent, do you? Mm-hmm. And so these people and I get to this later, but basically like they spend all their money on this land. And then because the city was booming and popping off, mm-hmm. building supplies were expensive, so they couldn't build.
1: Wow.
0: So, six months after opening Brightmoor, he published some misleading statistics. He claimed that there were exactly 1,000 residents amongst 346 houses that were built or under construction.
1: Okay. Hmm. And after eight months, he claimed... Under construction, that, meaning yeah. there's nothing on this plot of land I sold. Yep.
0: And after eight months, he claimed that 21 stores were open or were about to
1: open. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So he was selling the land like hotcakes, but houses weren't going up quite as quickly. So in August of 1922, so they opened in March. So what's that? Like five months later. Mm -hmm. He had sold over 1,300 house sites, but only 273 of those actually contained any kind of structure. Wow. And when I say any kind of structure, it meant mostly tents, tar paper shacks, or garages.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. And part
0: of like I said earlier, like Detroit was booming and construction was done. Like there was just, you know, construction happening everywhere. So building Mm -hmm. supplies were in high demand. Kind of like, you know, the first year of COVID. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, I need building supplies. Mm -hmm. So like these like shanty shacks were included in that 346 numbers of houses that had been built. Mm -hmm. One of the. Big things in the advertisements would be the downfall for many Brightmore residents, which was there was no landlords because you had to buy the land. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. no rent sounds nice, but these people spent a good portion of their money buying the land. And by the time they had it, they had not enough money left to buy things to build with. And even if they managed to, like, these people don't know how to build houses. Like, I don't know how to build a house. like. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just were like left with this land and had to figure it out. That's, you know?
1: Crap. (laughs) Yeah.
0: A social worker by the name John Kerry wrote the following in his 1939 graduate dissertation. People had become so infused with the idea, homeownership at any cost, that they bought lots or homes on very small margins. If an emergency arose, they could not muster the funds sufficient to meet the solution. Basically, these people were house poor. I don't know. Have you heard that term before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where basically like you spend all your money on your housing and that you have no money for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just like one of the issues. So people were out there, like, you know, suppose you had bought the land, you had enough money to build a house. That didn't solve the problem that it was outside the city limits. So there were no sewers, electricity, gas, telephones, or running water. Mm
1: -hmm. And it also sounds like stores.
0: Yeah. There's the general store, which, you know, If mm-hmm. I'm guessing also if it was the only store in town, they probably had their prices hiked up, you know. Oh, yeah. Didn't have any things. And also, like, because there was no sewer system, it just kind of like, where do you put all the literal shit? And yeah. so people would just get sick with, quote, diarrhea infections.
1: Uh, yeah. Diphtheria. Yeah. It's like the freaking Oregon Trail.
0: Right. It got so bad that social workers from the inner city were brought in to help. Okay. In Mm -hmm. 1924, the Red Cross set up an aid station to distribute clothes, food, and fuel to needy families. And more help came from the city itself when on January 15th, 1926, Brightmoor was annexed into the city, which meant slowly but surely, municipal services and utilities made their way to Brightmoor. Okay. And the city's Board of Health set up weekly TB and prenatal clinics in the neighborhood. Okay. So this neighborhood that was started as like, live with the right sort of neighbors. Don't live in this city with all the immigrants and black people. Mm -hmm. Now this city, now this neighborhood's part of the city and the taxes of the people they so eagerly wanted to live apart from are now paying for these things that they need. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Isn't that bullshit? Yeah. Like these people moved out to this fucking white paradise to get away from people. And now they're relying on those same people's taxes to give them things they need. Yeah. So, cool. Wow. Yeah. So, obviously, this didn't bother Taylor one bit because he became just filthy rich off the scheme. Mm-hmm. By 1924, the Brightmoor real estate alone had made him $14 million in 1924, which adjusted for inflation is $162 million. Oh, no. By 1927, he had developed and sold over 70 subdivisions around the city which came out to over 33,000 lots.
1: Oh my gosh. Taylor would go
0: on being rich as fuck until his death in 1947. He was 70 at the time and lived in a mansion on Lakeshore Drive in Gross Point Farms which I don't know if you've heard of that street. It's literally dubbed Mansion Row. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: It's weird to drive down to yeah. be honest because you're like, dang.
0: Yeah, so one of those houses was this guy's. So he died in 1947, and in 1948, the Supreme Court did away with the restrictive laws that helped start segregated subdivisions like Brightmore to begin with. Mm -hmm. So that was Brightmore. then. Let's kind of talk about what happened after that.
1: Okay. So the subdivision
0: lived on and just kind of like had four decades of decline. Mm. So just kind of like, you know, Mm -hmm. as a lot of Detroit neighborhoods kind of just fell into disrepair, but... Today, an organization called the Brightmore Alliance is dedicated to revitalizing the neighborhood to make it a space where everyone is welcome.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. This is why it's somebody I know as friend owns a, a coffee shop there. That's, okay, cool. It's kind of I, I haven't been to the coffee shop, but I've like been to their house. Yeah. And yeah, it is it sounds really
0: Yeah. This organization cool. sounds like it's doing an amazing thing. Yeah. Like, I have a quote from their website. Cool. Brightmoor is an innovative community where people of modest means can live, learn, commune, and work in a safe, healthy, culturally diverse, and sustainable environment. And also, just looking at their website, it seems like they've got things like after-school programs, utility assistance, and neighborhood beautification and improvement projects. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, well, it had a shitty past. They're at least trying to like revitalize the area and kind of make yeah. it a spot for everyone, and I love that.
1: Yeah, I have heard a uh, a lot of good stories about Brighton. Like this is why it's. Familiar. I didn't know what I was like. I know I've heard about Brighton. Yeah, but yeah. I have definitely heard a lot of really good stories about like the community around there, and yeah. you know, people bringing a lot of efforts that yeah in, into the area, and it's kind of becoming like a very, very cool community. Like, yeah, it, just, like
0: from what I can see on their website, like it. It looks like you're doing a lot of things right. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. And just kind of like the community spirit. Yeah. But that is the end of my story. Just before I forget sources, uh, like I mentioned, the Detroit Free Press, Mm -hmm. um, the Brightmoor Alliance website, and just a dash of Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm so glad you brought that story today. That's... Yeah. um, You know, sometimes I forget that there's histories to each Each, area of the city too. And... I like kind of focusing in on that and 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 hearing about it, and unfortunately hearing about the trash uh, th- that the man that man was. Yeah, but also you know just because just because there is a bad history doesn't mean there can't be a a very bright now or it's future. Kind of like
0: I'm a little torn about the E. Taylor because he kind of just like lured in all these people with own their bullshit prejudices mm-hmm. and then fucked them over made a bunch of money off of it. That's so it's true, like, yeah.
1: That they got screwed over is true. Yeah, yeah it
0: just kind of seems like, it's a lot of bad, but it's also kind of like, I
1: don't know, you know? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's just like a like wrong and wrong. Two Do yes. wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. And like, I mean, he could have just advertised plots of land to anybody. Yeah. And it could have just been that. And he probably wouldn't have become as rich doing that. So right. like, there's definitely a little evil going on there because he yeah. knew what he was doing in that that way. Now, did he just find a specifically terrible audience and he knew to target them? Or was he also in that same vein too? You know what I mean? Like, right. we don't know the ins and outs of that part oh, I'm of not the saying situation. he's a good person by any means. Oh, I'm no, just no, 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 like, no. But, it, but also, like, he yeah. brought in some jackasses yeah, uh, <laughs> into the area. Yeah. So it is kind of fun that they got
0: screwed, but also, like, and then became the city's problem, which then is a that, like, you know, so it's like resources have to go to fixing this fucking problem.
1: Mm-hmm. When really it just comes down to two. I mean, like, yeah, I, I like your turn, two wrongs. Don't make a right. Yeah. That might be the, the name of this episode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I mean, again, thank you for educating me about that. No problem. Area like I, said, I found the
0: story. and I was like, this is I like this one.
1: Mm-hmm. Since you brought me that story. Yes. I brought you a two tears in a lie. Yay. This all came from parade.com. So okay. Not mental floss.
0: Ooh, she's different.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna dive right into it. Uh one. In Switzerland, it is illegal to bring a goat on public transportation. Okay. Two. In Switzerland, it is illegal to own just one guinea pig. Okay. Three. In Switzerland, it is illegal to flush the toilet after 10 p.m.
0: I'm gonna go with a 10. Temp- no, because that's too ridiculous to be tr- that's too ridiculous to be false, I feel like. I'm going with the guinea pigs I one. like that
1: you like the other one. You think the other ones aren't. Yeah. No, the guinea pig one is true. Damn. And, and it's because guinea pigs are social animals and they are considered victims of abuse if they're alone.
0: Oh, I do love that for them. But I also don't want, I want zero guinea pigs. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm okay with this law.
1: I mean, there's other countries where it's a delicacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I try guinea pig? Yeah, I tried guinea pig in Peru. Nice. Mm-hmm. How was it? <laughs> Nope, Nothing that's why I about. didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I wanted to try guinea pig in Peru and then the one opportunity I had, I couldn't, but I'm sorry. I tried alpaca. Oh, I know it was hard, but also like, I don't know. I, don't I know get it. I it's like how
0: Australians eat kangaroos. I
1: also tried that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was like one thing I couldn't, I couldn't. I was just like, but it's a kangaroo.
1: It was like our first weekend. I went, cause I studied abroad. It was our first weekend there and we went to a dinner and it was like. It was at a restaurant, but it was also like they wanted us to experience Australia Yeah, on that particular dinner. Was, oh, absolutely. You know. And so it was like, here's a couple specifics. And it's not like they serve it everywhere. It's like venison here. Right, you know? right. And they were just like, you can have the kangaroo. I think they might have had a chicken just for anybody who didn't or yeah. whatever. And maybe, maybe if it, I don't know, it was 2007, so it was a long time ago. And then um, we did try potato wedges. With where you dip it in the sour cream and then sweet chili sauce. Oh, um, I don't think I had those. That's just oh, that's like a big though. thing there. Okay. Yeah, it was. They are. De- we'll do it sometime. Okay. Because we have all the stuff. We can get. Yeah. The things for that, but that was I ate that multiple times, but one of the offerings was kangaroo, and I was like, wow. Well, when think, is this going to happen again?
0: I think if I had gone, because I was also like, I think I was like 15 at the time when I was there, yep. mm-hmm. and so, I think if I had gone. If if I went back now and it was not an option, I'd try it. Because I'm a bit more adventurous now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always have a, like, I like food experiences. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Even though I don't like a lot of meat. Yeah. (laughs) I did not like it, by the way. It was very gamey. It's also, though, it's the leanest red meat on the planet. I I believe it. Yes. So. But anyway, back to Switzerland. Yes, yes, yes. So do you want me to repeat the...
0: Goats on public transit and flushing your toilet at 10 p.m.
1: Okay, you got it. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to go with goats then.
1: You are correct. Uh, that is not a lot in Switzerland, but in Israel, it is illegal to bring a bear to the beach. Uh, what if I bring a bear to a beach? I know. I know. Yeah, this list actually that I got this all from was not all about Switzerland. It was okay. just like random facts, but then I noticed a pattern, so I went yeah. with it. I wrote a couple other ones down. They're very quick, so I'm just going to go through them because they're fun. And I only went through like a third of the list, so it might come back at some point. So don't look it up. Okay. Dinosaurs used to swallow large rocks, which stayed in their stomachs to help them churn and digest food. Okay. Supposedly. I mean, it makes sense. Humans have been performing dentistry since 7,000 BC, so it's one of the oldest professions.
0: One of, not the oldest. No.
1: I know. I actually was going to use that one at one point, and then I was like, that's not concrete enough to be like, yeah, to be like part of the main thing, yeah, yeah, the first ever documented documented feature film was made in Australia in nineteen o six interesting, yeah, it, it didn't say what it was. I would like to look into that more. was it the moon one? It didn't say what it was, and I would okay. like to look into it more, but I know which one you're talking about,
0: yeah, um,
1: I think it's called Journey to the Moon,
0: yeah, or something
1: like that, the one with the cheese moon.
0: Yeah, it gets the rocket inside. It's like oh,
1: mm-hmm. There's the Smashing Pumpkins music video that like uses snippets, not directly, but they like recreated snippets. Oh, okay, that are similar. Yeah, that. So I was I was real into that. Yeah, it might or is it called To the Moon? A bit. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there is an uninhabited island in the Bahamas known as Pig Beach, which is populated entirely by swimming pigs. Oh, that's cute. Yeah.
0: Um, Back to the toilets at 10 p.m. Do they have a reasoning and how do they enforce this?
1: There was no reasoning. This was a very straightforward list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, If anybody out there does know, I'm very interested. And I also, I don't know this website.
0: Yeah, Parade, we don't know her.
1: No, so I don't know if this is currently a law or if it could be an outdated law. You know how sometimes that happens to and it could, it, but it could be real too. I mean, it could just come down to like the way that the, the sewer systems work or something too, because obviously every system's a little different. After know.
0: 10 p.m., they're down there pushing mm-hmm. the turds out, you know, scraping yeah. the turds. I mean, there's the... a lot
1: of countries in the world you can't flush toilet paper.
0: Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Especially
1: like older systems. And Switzerland obviously has a much older system yeah. than we do. So
0: they've been having to get rid of turds for a long time.
1: Yep, longer than us. Yeah. Well, at least as far as our our infrastructure. Yeah. We, you know, obviously and we know how we, just, we
0: view our infrastructure here. It's not a yeah. priority. We don't need that. We don't need roads, bridges.
1: Not ones that work, at least. No. No. But yeah. So, well done. You got on the second try. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: I think that wraps us for today, though. Yes. We are wrapped like a peppermint candy. Because I have a bag of them on the couch I was eating yesterday. And they're real old. And they're kind of like. They're like hard candies, but they're a little chewy because they're that old. Oh, yeah. Old.
1: I know exactly. What you're, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was desperate. and that's I'm catching one. what you're throwing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's wrapped like one of those. Okay. Fair. But hopefully a little bit fresher than that.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We hope this is wrapped like a fresh peppermint candy. Mm-hmm.
1: I hope we're so fresh.
0: Yeah. Not the ones in the plastic bag that also had a couple loose ibuprofen in it. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Or from something
0: sweet last night and, you know, times were hard.
1: Or from my mom's pocket in childhood. Yep. <laughs> like from her coat pocket, from her winter coat that yeah. has not been used in six months.
0: Right. But if you want to find us on our social media, it's at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, and our email address, Detroit Strange at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
1: And normally I'd say if you want to support the show, but I am going to just reinforce if you can do anything... You know, GoFundMe does have a a couple of various things set up for for the the Oxford community, and I would encourage you to do that. Or you know, find something that you are passionate about. Yeah, and I'm going to encourage that this time. Yeah,
0: you know, it's the time of year for giving, so
1: yeah, yeah. Not that other times aren't, but
0: right. It's just kind of like there's more of a focus now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Plus, you've heard my spiel before, so
0: absolutely. Yeah,
1: but I think until next time. Stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Detroit duo Sax and Violence.